0: Hey, Coach Harlan here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having a phenomenal week. Um, I'm having a great week and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today. Please help me welcome Sam Molay.
1: Thank you so Sam, much, Harlan. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Thank you. All right.
0: Sam Molay is a lawyer, entrepreneur, and an innovator. After creating multiple six and seven-figure virtual law firms, earning three ClickFunnel Two Comma Club awards as a lawyer, Generating more than 7,600 clients online, gathering over 2,600 five-star Google reviews, Sam now teaches other lawyers to use his legal funnel system that gets them scheduled calls from their dream clients with the freedom to do what they want, when they want, while living the lawyer laptop lifestyle. Sam, welcome to the show.
1: Appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm excited to share so many value bonds with your audience.
0: Oh, this is amazing. Just what you've, what you've done, what you've been able to create and stuff. And I'm really excited to talk about it because I don't think people think number one, I don't think a lot of people understand what click funnels are. I don't think they understand how they're used and, and the, like you said, the value that they can bring to a business, especially in a law firm, who would have thought right for, for law firms and stuff. So definitely want to talk about that. I want to talk about how you got your start, who you help and how you help them, everything you've created and stuff. Um, but before we get started, I've got 10 questions that I ask all of my guests. Uh, listeners know these are the questions made famous on the TV show Inside the Actor's Studio, where host James Lipton asks these questions of his Hollywood stars from TV, film, and stage. And I figure if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So, Sam, if you're ready, I've got 10 questions for you. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. What is your favorite word? Freedom.
1: Freedom of time. Freedom of location freedom of being able to spend time with whoever you want and doing what you want. Um, Actually, this word actually defined my life because I came from the country of Iran and I was actually, our family is Jewish, which Mm. is usually a dichotomy. Um, So we had to escape for freedom of religion. And that really kind of was the first, you know, first, my first meaning of like, what is true freedom and coming to this beautiful country that gives you so much freedom, so much uh, for you to be able to tap into your full potential.
0: Absolutely. That really is
1: really meaningful. And then once I got exposed to the whole online world and be able to kind of uh, build a online business from your laptop, that's when I got exposed to this whole idea of freedom of time, freedom of again, location, virtual law firm model. Uh, so we'll be talking about that
0: today. Excellent. Very cool. All right. What is your least favorite word?
1: I think it's a phrase. I want to. Um, actually, I was talking about this yesterday. Um, people have a lot of wants and needs however if the want and need is not tied to a time-based goal um, something that doesn't have a very firm specific date attached to it then it's just a wish list so every time that you want something or you want to you need to do something just make sure you have a time uh, little thing attached to it that you will accomplish this at this specific time make sure that's in your calendar Absolutely. That makes it a
0: goal rather than just a wish, right? Yep. Very cool. All right. What turns you on?
1: Um, smart people, smart people that work smart and not necessarily work more. I'm all about, you know, maximizing your productivity and just kind of scalable and automated systems. And I love people that are able to find big leverages, uh, leverages in their life and also in their business.
0: Very Cool. And what turns you off?
1: Um, People that are, um, that want, again, want to do stuff, but they're one at all, um, instead of really focusing down on what would bring them the most results. So it's trying to do everything, a little bit of everything, I would say is the idea.
0: All right. What sound or noise do you love?
1: Sound of nothingness. um, um I think. A lot of people these days are distracted by so much noise, obviously, when it comes to being behind our computers, being behind our cell phones, but maximum productivity and maximum like life productivity just comes from you being, uh, being kind of freed away from that noise and distractions and so that your true power from within can come out. Awesome.
0: What sound or noise do you hate?
1: uh noise pollution just general noise pollution i hate the sound of city life uh, but personally i do live in a city um but it's really about finding the times that uh, you know throughout the day that usually there's a less sound and that's where you can get the most work done yep.
0: all right question seven what is your favorite curse word
1: <laughs> um <laughs> i don't have any <laughs> i don't have any um, you know, everybody, uh, everybody has their own style, whether she use customers or not, but, uh, yeah, I don't have any. <laughs> good.
0: No, that's good. All right. Question eight, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
1: Um, I've always been a, a teacher and a giver ever since I was young. I always had this, uh, this uncontrollable feeling of just wanting to share things. I never found happiness in, in possessions. It was always sharing things that I knew. Um, finding, sharing epiphanies and sharing good, powerful lessons that could potentially change people's lives. Um, So I guess being an instructor teacher, which is kind of basic of what I am these days.
0: Cool. What profession would you not like to do?
1: Being a traditional lawyer, um, sitting um, behind my desk doing black and white stuff. Instead, I love being an innovative thinker, being a, somebody who kind of, um, approaches things, um, as the, uh, kind of like as a frontier. Um, so yeah, uh, kind of in that role. Nice.
0: No, oh, perfect. All right. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> um, you know, uh, be able to, you know, not, again, not be there just by yourself make sure you have good company there. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Good stuff. All right. You are definitely an innovator. And I want to come back and talk about the innovation, um, how you got your start, how you got into law, how you moved to virtual law, now how you're helping other businesses find that path. Um, So we'll talk about all of that and more right after these messages. So listeners, stick with us. well, you don't have to imagine any more. You can have that and more when you join my business success mastermind group. Join my business success mastermind group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I'm back with my guest, Sam Malay. Thanks again for being on the podcast. I've, I've been excited to talk about this because when we first met and talked online, I was kind of blown away, right? Um, your use of, of click funnels. And I want to get into that, but I, I want to work my way to it. So growing up, did you know you wanted to be a lawyer when you were a kid or wouldn't have that first become a goal for you?
1: No, not at all. Actually. I had no idea. Never even imagined being a lawyer. Um, actually mine was kind of a little bit of peer pressure from my friends in, in university. And they we're like, we're in our third year. Now we got to figure out what's the next step. Are you going to go work? Are you going to go to I don't know grad school? And I started seeing my friends kind of making moves um, of applying for or starting to look into studying for the LSATs to go to law school. I'm like, wait a minute, what am I going to do? At the time, I, I, I always felt like I need to continue my education. It wasn't just enough. Uh, so I know I, I had to pick some kind of grad school. So the three choices was medical school, business school, or law school, okay. especially for me. Um, just by process of elimination, I basically ended up with uh, law school. And the funny thing is, uh, it I didn't know what being a lawyer entailed until I was waiting for my bar results. When I was I was working at a law firm, like wait a minute, this is what being a lawyer is like. That's when I started having doubts. I'm like, wait, I don't. This is not necessarily exactly what I want to do. But luckily, I was able to do a lot of soul searching and talk talking to a lot of people, read a lot of books, watch a lot of YouTube videos to be able to create my own path. Being an attorney, um, and kind of being a non-traditional attorney. Um, but no regrets because actually law school has taught me to be a much better writer. Um, It's given me uh, my communication skills a lot much better and also gives a lot of authority. I could communicate to people um, a lot more uh, level playing field with everybody. So yeah, it's, it's been a good thing.
0: Nice. And so when, when people think of law firms, they think of the brick and mortar places, but you had a different idea, the virtual law. Talk to me about that. How did that happen?
1: Yeah, my epiphany came when I read Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Workweek Week uh, book. Amazing book! If anybody who's like fascinated by the whole online business model, um, that really o- opened up my eyes to the three key principles. I like to call it the virtual law firm model, a uh, virtual uh, business model, which is basically running your your business from your laptop, not tied to any you know nine to five schedule. Second was scalable. Scalable usually means that you're able to reach a lot more people without you necessarily doing more work. A third is uh, automation, or audit, uh, automation, which basically means that you're able to create a system for it to run on its own. So you don't, you don't necessarily have to go actively, go talk to every single client, sign them up, serve the client yourself. If, instead, if you can create an automated, scalable and in a virtual kind of business, then you'll be able to create this thing that really grows over time. You'll be able to serve more clients and it's able to run completely on its own. From your laptop. So when I once I got exposed to these principles, I'm like amazing. Wait, what if I could apply this to creating my own law firm? So I made a rule for myself: every business decision I would make from that point forward had to check off those three. If it wasn't, if it wasn't uh, scalable, let's just say if somebody would ask me to go on a coffee meeting with them, I would decline. Sorry, it's not. That's not scalable. Virtual. If I had to meet people in person, sorry, I can meet with you. I can meet with you on Zoom possibly. So you know, every decision had to align with those, and that's where really led me to get a three, about a three or four year head start before the pandemic happened wow. to be able to apply these virtual law firm model principles to my own law firm. And then once the pandemic hit, unfortunately, people had, had no choice but to run their law firm like that. But luckily for me, I had a, you know, a couple of year head start to be able to now go teach just to this too and share this with other lawyers. Nice.
0: And so how long were you with the, the big law firm, the brick and mortar? Uh,
1: just a couple of months couple of months, but, um, that's all it took a couple of that's months. That's all it took. Yeah. Honestly, it was like within my first couple of weeks, I remember I would come in, uh, and like nine o'clock, but nine, o'clock, but nine o'clock, I was like already looking at the time. I'm like, that's not a good sign. <laughs> like <laughs> five minutes into the work, I'm like, this is what time is it? <laughs> so I'm like, this is not sustainable. So I have to do something about this. And what kind of law? It was employment law.
0: Okay. And is that what you've stuck with now to create your own?
1: I have at this point. Firm? Yeah. I have, I do a lot of employment client generation. So actually that, It actually helped a lot to understand what the typical uh, ideal clients are. And also because I'm an attorney, I could see what they want, what they need. So it kind of really really helps me do everything that I do now.
0: Excellent. And you say you've created like what, how many different businesses? Seven law firms.
1: I have seven active law firms and also have my online academy called Legal Funnel, all active, all generating clients um, and all running. Um, And again, it's again, because it pick his back off all those three key principles. It's virtual. Right. Um, I'm able to run it from my, from my bedroom. It's uh, automated. So it's, it's running on its own with using systems and virtual assistants to help me run it. And it's scalable because I'm always using online ways to go get more clients. Wow.
0: Very cool. And I know, uh, you know, for lawyers, doctors, dentists, whatever, they teach you the, the practice, but they don't teach you how to run a business. Where did you get the business acumen? Where did that come from? <laughs>
1: Uh, right, good point, right? You would think first you would learn the business side because that's what ultimately um, makes, you, that makes you the business. Um, mine came from, honestly, two, two sources. Uh, it, was, it was self-taught and it was, all, it was self-taught through books and YouTube videos. And okay. um, my first year, in my first couple of years, I, don't have, I had a lot, more hand, a lot more time on my hands. So when people were working or people were doing other things, I was sitting there learning as much as I could. And these days, there's a plethora of information out there now it's just about focusing on the top people that would give you that best information um but now I think that you know again we're living in a world of information, but I think now the problem is not information, not lack of information, but if anything, it's too much information now yeah. your your one step your one thing that takes you to the next level is is actually focus and clarity, which is a lot of people need at this point
0: absolutely, but yeah, filtering through all of that stuff that's available out there to find out what's really worthwhile. Um, And I know a lot of people listening, probably they've heard of ClickFunnels, but they may not understand totally what ClickFunnels are. They've certainly been influenced by them. They've been sold things through them. Um, Where did you first hear about ClickFunnels and how did you come up with the idea of using them to build your law firm? So
1: like most people, I think I saw their ad, I think this is like six years ago. And when I went around the website, the promise that they made is this is everything you need to be able to sell any product or service online like what a bold statement but over time i got exposed to so many literally thousands of different niches that that funnels and click funnels was used with to be able to create the systems for you to get clients and customers from it and that's when i realized wait this this actually does work and the more and more that i get into it the more that i realized that click funnels and funnels work for every possible business niche sub niche, sub 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 niche they could possibly think of. That's just the, the system on the back end to be able to convert those people that need to have this problem that uh, to get them signed up. Um so yeah I've been able to use click funnels and funnels for everything that I do.
0: Wow. And so uh, for to simplify it, what a click funnel is a way of getting your information out that draws people into the top of the funnel so you can start capturing their information and then really start tailoring your your offer to them, right?
1: Yeah. So I could pretty much summarize a funnel because it's, sometimes it could seem obscure for most people. Essentially, it's, it's uh, ClickFunnels is a tool that allows you to create the pages or the series of pages to, to uh, draw a very clear path that your prospects should take to increase your chances of you turn them into clients. So usually in a funnel, the first thing we want to do is to capture people's contact information upfront. In order for you to do that, either you need to be able to promise that you're going to solve their problem, or offer something in exchange for you to get their contact information. That's always the first step. Second mindset is how can I nurture or build a relationship with these people's, you know, people that I that, that I just collected the contact information. How can I build to build a relationship with them? One of two ways. One is first video right away as soon as they enter your funnel. Make sure that they see a video of you, so you can talk about their problems. You know what they're dealing with. How you can solve their problems, provide some proof and testimonials, then get them to at least the third part, which is get them to go schedule a call or to give you a call. And then the fourth thing is to make sure that you have automation and automated emails set up so that after they book a call or even before they book a call, make sure that they're being followed up on automatically to drive them to go book a call. And then after they're driven to book a call, then another automation to get them to go see your reviews get more case studies, things like that to, again, to push them to go take that desired action, which is basically go sign up. That's in a very short gist of it. Uh, How do you put that together? What do you say? That takes a little bit more details and a little bit more hand-holding. But that's essentially what I helped lawyers with, build out this entire system that you own, that you create for yourself, and don't depend on a marketing company to build this for you. And it's a very overcomprehensive kind of picture, which is just like, we'll just generate the leads for you. Leads is only half of, half of the That's, game. Yeah, Converting hard, those hard leads hard. into clients is actually you know, a bigger challenge. There's, but there is a system to the mad, madness to be able to, again, increase your chance of turning those leads into clients.
0: Excellent. So you actually teach them how to set this up. Do you start at what is their ideal client? So they have a good image of what that is or who that person is?
1: Yeah. I do it through a, 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 an exercise called the one-liner. Um, I actually got it from Donald Miller, an amazing okay. author and a marketer. Um, who he kind of shares... in. In two succinct lines, how would you be able to explain exactly clearly who you help, how you help them, and how does it make their life better? If you come up with a, your one-liner, that essentially becomes the backbone for your entire messaging, for your entire funnel and emails and things like that. So yeah, we start off with the one-liner, and also we start off with the goal as well, because a lot of people just just again want to do something. So let's create a concrete goal. Um, and also we touch about limiting beliefs that people have. A lot of people have some limiting beliefs before they enter. We again we. Uh, we tap into those uh, top things early on, and also we bring it back at the end. Hey, make sure don't forget these things. If you get lost, come back to, to point A.
0: So, does this include putting ads out? A lot of people run ads on Facebook or, or LinkedIn or, or just Google Ads or something like that. Is that part of it?
1: Yeah, good question. Yes. So the funnel is the system where you bring people to to turn them into clients. However, you still need a traffic source a source to bring people from. So let me just clearly, I was actually, I was at a little barbecue last night and I had a fascinated group who, who kind of knows what I do. And they were like, how do you do this? How do you make this work? And they're not, they don't have any online experience. So I have to kind of simplify as much as possible. And usually when it comes to client generation, there's only two ways. Okay? There's no other two ways besides these two. The first is you either go pay for people to come to you, which is basically paid ads. And I could just share with you the top two paid ad sources is either Google ads or Facebook ads. The third one that we're going to be adding on soon is YouTube ads. So that's one way. So use one of those platforms to be able to again, place yourself in front of your ideal clients, call out that they have this problem and then invite them to your funnel. And then, you know, um, that that's that second way is content, creating value for your audience, answering people's questions, um, building a brand It's basically content just like create value for your target audience. And over time, that's a long-term play. That those people, the more and more value they create to the um, to your world, the more that value will come back to you. And those are usually like literally the only two ways. So either you're going to do paid ads, or go go produce content, or both.
0: Very cool. Does this apply to a certain type of law, or there types of law that, or, or the practice of law that that will work for this, and maybe other areas that don't, or does it Request- apply to anybody?
1: Yeah. Great question. Cause we get this question all the time. So in the beginning also when I got exposed to funnels and things like that, I'm like, first of all, okay. I could see how this could work for this types of service coaches, things like that, but how's this going to work for my law firm? And so that was my first limited belief that I had. And then once I started working through it, I'm like, wait, this works. Second limited belief that I have. I'm like, okay, maybe this works for my practice type, but how will that work for this other practice type? And the more that I worked through it and solve the problems then I, Refine my language and refine my funnels over and over. I realized, wait, this could also work for this. Same limiting beliefs by another practice happened. And the more more I went through it and actually I have packets, I've entered probably 20, 30 different legal niches and probably wow. built over 50 different funnels in general and across multiple things. The more and more I went through is it, like, no, it works for every niche you could possibly wow. think about. As long as you have enough people to have the specific problem, the funnel is the best way to get those people to convert to turn into clients. Awesome.
0: And virtual law firms, what about the brick and mortar? Will it work for them to help draw clients in?
1: Yes. Um, And basically it's an evolution. Slowly, most businesses will slowly transform uh, into the virtual law firm, uh, the virtual model. So yes, if you are a brick and mortar, you need to to tap into this as soon as you can because eventually you will get uh, outspent um, and you will get kind of, by your competitors who are focusing more on this virtual online model um, because it's a lot more efficient. You have much lower, lower, uh, uh, lower expenses. Um, it's a lot more scalable. You'll be able to use virtual teams. That's a lot more cost-effective. For all those reasons, it basically low, uh, it increases your revenue and lowers the expenses. And obviously you have more money to make. And because you could make more money, now those people could go spend more money to go get those clients. So over time, those people will win the long-term game. So yes, absolutely, across every field, every law practice, every business in general, yes, you need to at this point 2022 move over to the virtual model. Wow.
0: And you've done this seven times for your own businesses.
1: I have seven uh, active uh, law firms, but I have four. Actually, I have the fourth one, um, basically four multi-million dollar businesses before I before I. Uh, I turned 34 years old to be able to take this exact model to repeat over and over. And I'm going to continue to, you know, repeat as much as much as I can until I get really tired of it. Um, (laughs) And now, but basically now uh, it's beyond me. Now I'm trying to get other, I'm trying to pass these lessons and things with other attorneys. And now actually our first lawyer student has been able to achieve a million dollars using the same exact systems that I've been able to build. Um, And I know we're going to have many, many more.
0: Nice. So what does that process look like when they come to you? Is it a, a course you take them through? Is it a, a series of months that you work with them? Or how does, that, how does that work? It's a program that has been
1: refined over and over. I've, now I just finished my 11th time at, of teaching this program and implementing this program for lawyers. It's it's an all-encompassing implementation program, I would call it. So, Which includes um, recordings, worksheets, live Zoom calls, a tech team that helps you implement an online community where you can ask questions. So it's, it's like multifaceted kind of support system. And with implementation, we even actually also have an offer. We could go hire, hire and train somebody to come implement this for you. And then that person is yours entirely for
0: you to be able to implement
1: anything else that you need to implement. So I would call it an implementation program.
0: Excellent. Man. I just, the the possibilities are just flying, you know, that is that is something. So 2015, right, is when you broke free and started creating your own? Um, seven years ago. Seven years ago. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, <laughs> that is 2015. <laughs> um, where did you find the courage? The, the podcast is all about the courage, right? Where do you find the courage to walk away from that comfort zone of the nine to five, somebody else making the decisions for you, somebody else taking the risk to step out on your own and create something on your own? Where did that courage come from?
1: It came out of a necessity where I kind of had no choice. Um, I think people need to have their back against the wall until they until they get that moment where they literally have no choice. That's when they get the biggest motivation to go do something about it. But fortunately, a lot of people fall into this loop of like, I'll do it one day, or I'll do it next year, I'll do it when I save this much money, or I'll do it when I have this baby or things like that. They're waiting for something else to happen. But fortunately, the way that life works is that life gets more complicated, more convoluted. And it's not going to get any easier. It only gets worse. So if that's the case, usually when I know a clear answer, then I don't wait on it one day. Um, so I know, again, for me, when I realize like this is not sustainable, if I'm looking at the clock on nine to five, I don't want to be like that. That means I have to make some kind of decision one way or another ASAP because it's not sustainable. So it's just about making that long-term decision quickly and sticking with it and not giving up on it as, no matter what happens. I remember I was nine months in into my first law firm and I was making some money, but not enough money. And I was working my ass off and I was like, is this going to work? And I had some hesitations where I could have possibly fell off and just would have give up on it, but I didn't. But I'm so glad I didn't because three months later was when everything started hitting for me. So just about, again, just, uh, just jumping off the cliff and just, and just not giving up on it no matter what.
0: Yeah. And that takes courage. I mean, like I said, a lot of times if you're working for another company, you've got that safety net, but to step out and like I said, just jump, right? You have to be able to make that decision right now and and commit to it and do things. That's that's tough. Now, one other thing I liked, uh, you said, is that it's not just, I mean, what you know, but there's information available. And you weren't afraid to go out and say, I don't know how to do this, look it up, learn, read, watch videos, whatever it happens to be and stuff. That intellectual courage to be able to set aside the knowledge you currently have to make room for brand new knowledge, because there's always new knowledge coming in. Um, The people that you help, do you see them? Are they the same way? Are they interested in in learning more and and being able to do? Or are they fearful?
1: Absolutely. Uh, The people that we get at this point are only growth-minded people. You need to be somebody who wants to grow and who wants to learn and is open to change. If you're not, you're always going to have a hard time. You're going to be stagnant in your life. So you need to be able to, again, like your ego has to kind of come down a little bit and be able to learn from other people. I'm actually about to go sign up for two programs myself. The one was actually just released today. As soon as I watched a couple of minutes of the guy presenting, I'm like, I don't care how much it is, what it is. Let's do it. And another one. Um, which is like a like a two year commitment kind of thing to do. I'm doing it. Um, it's that kind of mindset of just like constantly learning, constantly improving yourself. That those people are the right people um, for most programs, and they're the ones that are going to be the most successful. Excellent.
0: Now you brought up the the money, and I don't want to talk specifics, but is this a big financial commitment to create these funnels?
1: Yes, it's a it's an investment. It's a long term investment that you make in yourself and the future of. Your law firm. So yes, it's definitely not a low ticket. If anything, it should be valued probably 5 to 10 X more than what it is now. Uh, but yes, it is a big investment, but a good big investment for yourself.
0: And about how long do you think it takes before people can start seeing a return on that investment? Our program
1: is uh, two months, eight weeks. Um, and usually within eight weeks, you'll you'll implement a lot for your, for, uh, one It's for your systems to get much more efficient. And after eight weeks, you will start getting new clients from very specific client sources that works best for lawyers. Wow. Wow.
0: Amazing. That is awesome. How many people do you have working for you?
1: Um, honestly, I can't keep count um, because I have so many <laughs> different organizations at sure, this sure. point. I would assume I have about 70 or 80 people wow. across the seven or eight organizations that we have right now. And now it's all about right now. It's, a lot of it is team building. And now we're, it's just about management of the people. So we're, right now we're hiring performance managers and things like that, just in charge of overseeing our team. So right now I'm actually training people just for that, the performance manager kind of roles.
0: Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Congratulations on that. So if I was to bump into any of these folks and ask them what kind of leader you are, what would they tell me? What kind of leader are you?
1: Um, somebody who sees potential in people. And can help you tap into what you're best at, what you enjoy doing, and help you triple down on that and eliminate everything else. Everybody has you know, superpowers in certain things. There's some people that are good with dealing pe- with people. There's some people that are just good behind the scenes, just writing. There's some people that are good with editing and creative stuff. Um, we need, need to have clarity on what that is and just double down on that, triple down on that, and just stop doing everything else. Um, if everybody, everybody can do that, then we'll have the most efficient uh, population and our GDP will explode through the roof. I think that's honestly what, what it's about. That's true.
0: Did you have somebody that you worked for before that kind of set a model for you?
1: Yes, I have a very close mentor, um, which is actually a big influence on helping me grow really fast. Uh, I strongly believe in having somebody who has a much bigger vision than you, who can help help you tap into your potential and somebody that you can uh, uh, ask questions and and check in with. To kind of keep you accountable. Once I saw that power on myself, when I saw that growth in myself, I'm like, this is amazing. Let me see if I can do this for other people. That really is, the, you know, the real reason why I love helping people is to, to see that growth in other people the same way that I've been able to
0: see my own growth. Very cool. And if you were to go back and talk to yourself, an earlier version of yourself, what kind of advice would you give? Would you start things earlier?
1: Um, in the first three, four years, I did everything myself. Um, I'm the one that did all the marketing. I'm the one that sent up all the clients. I'm the one that did all the filings. I'm the one that did all the back end after the client is done collecting reviews, all that stuff, hiring people, all that stuff. So I would probably get started on hiring more and hiring very strong people early. Um, I think everybody, the biggest, um, I think if I talk to the most, entrepreneurs and most small business owners right now, I think the biggest problem that people are having right now that I could share with you is that people are having a hard time finding really good employees. People that are long-term minded people that will stick with you for many, many years um, and play the long-term game with you. So see if you can tap into finding good people, good long-term people that you'll to build them up and they'll be able to build you up and that your team will basically be your biggest long-term asset.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of I know a lot of people that are struggling trying to find people, but a lot of it I've found that it's not just their hiring process; it's the culture. They don't have a culture of growth, a culture of um, you know that that embraces the employees and helps the employees do what they're best at. Right, like you were saying, have the right person in the right chair doing the right thing at the right time. Um, is that a, is that an issue? Do you think with with people?
1: It's beyond, yeah, culture is some of it, um, structure is some of it, management is a of it. It's in a multifaceted thing to, again, build a long-term team that could help you really scale. Um, There's a a lot of different facets of it, um, but those are the kind of things that I kind of look into, kind of culture, management, um, growth, um, goals, incentives, um, those kinds of things are usually the powers we try to tap into.
0: Yeah. But uh, you're doing... You're doing it right <laughs> if you've got your, your team together up to 70 employees that's pretty good good job so what's next for you you've done a lot you've got your seven businesses running you're helping other people create their businesses what's next
1: it's really uh growing our online community of lawyers of growth-minded lawyers who want con- uh, to continuously grow building an online community and for us to be able to support them either through, again, implementations or for us to build teams for them to make that happen. Um, so, right now we're working on that trajectory. Uh, we basically have the strongest online community online right now, and we're just trying to grow, the, uh, grow that out. And also for me to find other um, law firm owners who have, um, who are basically have a traditional law firm and they want to turn them into virtual then I want to be that person to help them get there. Awesome. Perfect.
0: And so if they want to get in touch with you, what's the easiest way for them to do that? What's your website? Sure. If you can
1: just go to legalfunnel.com or just Google Legal Funnel or go on YouTube or go on Facebook or go on Instagram, just search for us anywhere. We also have a Facebook group called Legal Funnel Lawyers on Facebook. If We just search for that. Just basically just search for Legal Funnel. You'll to find us. Um, book a call with us so we can tell you more about it. There's a lot more to it. Um, but we talk to, you know, a dozen lawyers a day. We know what's, what's going on. So we can feed that information back to you. And um, yeah, we're here for you. Uh, whatever that I could, that could help you with, just let us know. Excellent.
0: And you work specifically with law firms, right? You don't help yeah. other businesses right now?
1: Yeah. Only law firms and law firm owners. That's my specialty. That's where I'm able to go deep because I stayed in that trajectory. All my experience is in the legal field.
0: But this model could potentially work for other businesses. Right? It is definitely could. Yeah.
1: Business. For people that are interested in this, I would obviously look, talk to Harlan uh, for all those. That, I would say, is, should be the first conversation. And if you guys haven't already, if you're, uh, if you're a business owner, I highly recommend that you talk to Harlan. I know he's been in space for a while and he knows a lot and he can share a lot with you. So that's the first thing I would say. Uh, second is, you know, be resourceful. For giving, uh, ask Harlan, hey, what are my other resources that I can tap into? Um, smart people know where they can lead you. And yeah, I think Harlan is one of those people.
0: Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you. Very- this has been amazing. This has been awesome. I'm just the, my mind is flying right now of all the potential for this. this yeah. Is great. And I'm going to put
1: it out there. I want to meet you in person. Um, okay. And we're probably going to walk into each other in one person and be like, oh, Harlan, Harlan how are you? Sam? <laughs> uh, so I'm going to put it out there to the world, hopefully this year, um, hopefully at a conference, uh, something I'll put out there: the ClickFunnels conference is a great, great place for you to get exposed to these ideas and meet these people. Um, I would love to meet you there. Hopefully,
0: Helen. that'd be great. great. Absolutely, very cool. All right. Well, we'll see if we can make that happen. Thanks again, Sam, for being on the program. Really appreciate your time. And listeners, I hope you guys were taking some notes. There's some great information here. Make sure you check out Legal Funnels everywhere. Check on LinkedIn. Check on YouTube. Check on Facebook. Right. And uh, yeah. If you have questions, make sure you reach out and get those answers and uh, share this episode with your family, friends, and colleagues. I will have all the links in the show notes, but uh, definitely check it out and stick around because there's always more coming. That's it for me, Coach Harlan, saying so long for now.